Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks on this 163rd podcast, and we're coming to you live on another morning from Whitewater, Wisconsin at Camp Joy. Uh, We've just had a great week, but even greater than that is we have the Word of God in our hands. We're going to be looking at what Job has to say to us today and, and how God has inspired that to touch us and to be practically used in 2020. So with me as always is Stephanie Wesco, and Stephanie, how are you? Doing pretty well, Doug. What's going on with you? Well, um, kids are getting some work done and just kind of coming out of that camp mode, which is kind of rough to do, but we're getting there. So when you have a large family, you have two cabins. So right now we're in one of the cabins, and I'm actually, Debbie and I are staying up uh, above the lodge, but Debbie, Stephanie, and I find ourselves in cabin 304 or something like that. And uh, uh, yep, and here we so. are, Camp Joy, the, the well-known 304, but anyway... Here's the important thing that's going on. Job finds himself with his buds. He's still got the scars. He still has the damage. Uh, The trial still continues. He's trying to figure out what's going on. He's replying kind of sort of to his buds. A minute ago, he was calm in uh, chapter number 28. He was reflective. He was talking about how important wisdom is. Mm -hmm. I, I personally think that's still a direct slap without being a direct slap because he was nice about the way he did it. He talked about Mm -hmm. how men could have jewels and rubies. And he knew that well. This was a rich guy. Mm -hmm. And so he knew all that. And uh, now we're over here in chapter 29, uh, chapter 29 of the book of Job. And, uh, you know, Job is, it's one of these books that's going to get a whole lot better. So I want to remind you of that. Right now, Job's still dealing in the trials. Some of you may be dealing in the trials where you're at. But uh, we want to go ahead and read chapter 29, and, and uh, then we're going to pass back and forth here and take a look at this together. And, and the Word of God says in chapter 29 of the book of Job, Job continued his parable and said, Oh, that I were, as in the months past, as in the days when God preserved me. And man, when you make a statement like that, man, I wish I could be in the past. And, uh, you know, Debbie and I have a friend, and we went to church with him for years, up in uh, Chesapeake, Virginia, and, and he's going through the throes of stage four pancreatic and, uh, and, and another type of and, uh, uh, lung cancer. Mm. And he's in the throes of it. And uh, uh, boy, how, how when those times come, when those things happen, how you wish you were in the months past. And uh, when his candle shined upon my head and when by his light I walked through darkness. As I was in the days of my youth, when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle, when the Almighty was yet with me, when my children were about me, when I washed my steps with butter and the rock poured me out rivers of oil, when I went to the gate through the city, when I prepared my seat in the street, the young men saw me and hid themselves, and the aged arose and stood up. The princes were framed talking and laid their hand on their mouth. The nobles held their peace, and their tongue cleaved to the roof of their mouth. When the ear heard me, it, it blessed me, and when the eye saw me, it gave witness to me, because I delivered the poor that cried and the fatherless, and him that had none to help him. 
the blessing of him was ready to perish, came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My judgment was to a robe and a diadem. I was eyes to the blind, and I was feet to the lame. I was the father to the poor, and the cause which I knew not, I searched out. And I break the jaws of the wicked and pluck the soil out of his teeth. Then I said, I shall die in my nest, and I shall multiply in my days of sand. My root was spread out the waters, and the dew lay all night upon my branch. My glory was fresh in me, and my bow was renewed in my hand. Unto me men gave ear and waited, and kept silence at my counsel. After my words, they spoke not again, and my speech dropped upon them. And they waited for me as for the rain, and they opened their mouth wide as the later rain. If I laughed on them, they believed. If not, in the light of my countenance, they cast not down. I chose out their way and set chief and dwelt as a king in the army, as one that comforted comforted the mourners. Wow. There's a lot going on here in 30. He's, he's uh, uh, I think he, he's still lamenting and uh, he's still going on reminiscing over the blessings of the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it sounds to me like if you're the richest dude around, everybody bows to you, you know, talking about the kids hiding, talking about the adults standing up to recognize he's in the room. He's, he's a made man, a, a man of, of great wealth. He's, it's almost like, you know, I feel like this is almost like a court hearing. That's what I'm feeling here. Like he's trying to defend himself uh, against the three knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, yeah. you know, he's longing for the, you know, everybody uses the term, I'm longing for the good old days. And, and uh, you know, sometimes as you get older, you know, people lose status as they get older. And not only do you do that, but when you're in the midst of this trial, and there are some that are listening to us today, Stephanie, that were that held great jobs in the military and had great authority. And there are some who are out there that had great marriages and wonderful lives. And all of a sudden they find themselves in the midst of this trial. And, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe there's some out there that knows Job's misery. I mean, in a way you do, right? Yeah, yeah. There's time, you know, there's times I would never care to revisit. But yeah, there's definitely those moments when the good memories flood in yeah and um i'm thankful god takes your mind to the good memories but at the same time that can be a very hard place to go and um yeah i do think job here he he's he's thinking back to all the god's blessings and to when his life seemed so perfect you know he he pretty much had his life planned out he said then i said i shall die in my nest and I shall multiply my days as the sand. And that reminds me of when we were getting ready to go to Cameroon. Yeah. And Charles and I were like, we're finally going to be where we're spending the rest of our lives. Yeah. And just that sense of, okay, we're set. And lasted 12 days. And Charles did spend the rest of his life there. But, um, yeah, there, that is a very real thing. Um, but the other thing I think Job's doing here is, is still defending himself and not in a bad way. It's a very righteous way because um, was it Eliphaz or maybe it was all three of them in their own ways. He had accused Job of sending away the fatherless, treating the widows like trash, all of those kinds of like inhumane kind of stuff. 
And Job specifically lists, because I delivered the poor that cried, and the fatherless, and him that had none to help him, the blessing of him that was ready to perish came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. He specifically talks about being the eye to the blind, feet to the lame. Um, I was a father to the poor. Yeah. And then he talks about in the cause, which I knew not, I searched out. In other words, he stood for justice. People that were hurting or that had been ripped off or whatever, they could come to Job and know he was going to dig to the bottom of it. He was going to figure it out. He was going to sit, fix situations. Um, and that obviously brought fulfillment and joy to his life to do those things. And he misses. Yeah. He misses he does. that he's, he can't do that. He's, he, well, what he's doing too is he, it's... It, it all it almost looks like a resume to me you know that he's reminding these guys hey i was your friend i was the rich dude i i did all the things you tell mm -hmm. me i didn't do i was the guy that when i walked through the street you stood up that's right those people stood up for him you mm -hmm. know and now all of a sudden job is a nobody because perhaps you know mm -hmm. uh you know perhaps in some crazy way or in that thought pattern that uh uh you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is is Job wants to build his resume. You know, sometimes we look to our past and that's problematic. And uh, I think Job's looking to his past as a way to vindicate himself. And I kind of get it. I mean, mm -hmm. you're sitting there, you have the robe on, your head shaved, you got boils all over your body. Excuse me, I, I guess I get it. I guess I understand what's going on here. But I'm thinking that sometimes we think highly of, more high of ourselves in the past than we really were too. Yeah. But you know, when you're in that deep dark valley, when you're in that place where everything seems upside down, when when uh, when the world doesn't seem to be working right, when, uh, you know, I mean, it's easy to think of the past and say, man, I had it good. You know, you, you don't remember mm -hmm. that there were still, uh, there were still bad times, but obviously Job's in a terrible trial. And I wanna exchange this to something practical here. In 2020, people are in trials, people are hurting. What do we warn them against? What do we say don't do when you're in the middle of a trial? Mm -hmm. What would you say don't do? Well, I think um, when I, I'm remembering, you know, this week you preached through Philippians with camp and the passage that talks about forgetting those things which are behind. Yeah. And reaching forth unto those things which are before. And it doesn't mean God gave us a memory. Yeah. Um, and Paul talked about, you know, he talks about all of his accomplishments. He did, yeah. He was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. Yep. Yeah. Yep. As touching the law, he was a Pharisee. He was perfect. He describes, yeah. Paul described, you know, as far as keeping the law and measuring up to that list of rules. But then Paul says, but what things were gain to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yeah. And that principle of it doesn't, yes, our past does affect our future, but Satan uses our past against us, be it good or bad. Yeah. Either way, it can be a tool of Satan because if he can get us to live in the past, whether it is good or bad, it will hold us back from the future. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a dart that Satan here is pulling on Job. And it's not that anything Job says here is wrong or untrue. But Job goes from talking about God and now his focus is flipping and I'm not judging Job for this because this is a part of PTSD. This is a part of trauma. You live on a roller coaster. And yeah. we see that roller coaster. It's verbalized through the book of Job in Job's responses. And, but um, And so hold your emotions in check if yeah, you Yeah, and it's a very real, I yeah. mean, 
There's been so many times verse two and three have come out of my lips in my own words of, oh, that I were in the mouth as I were in the months of past, as in the days when God preserved me, when his candle shined upon my head and when his, when by his light, I walked through darkness. You know, there's times we sit around and talk about deputation, the kids and I. And if we sit there and talk about deputation too long, I get depressed, not because of bad stuff, but because of how good it was. And yeah. it wasn't good. I had broken bones. Yeah, no. I had, I had a lot of sick things that happened on deputation, but it's this principle of your brain, and this is a gift from God in some ways. Our brain hooks onto those good memories, but those good memories can become a weight yeah. if we don't constantly give them back to God and say, forgetting those things which are behind, I have to keep reaching forth. Yeah. Because that's the only way we grow. And you know, there's, there's, uh, it's funny how you can pick the sweet out of the sour. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and in life, you know, you can either look back at, at things one or two ways, you know, and, and I always think, I, I'm always the type of guy who, it seems like you think about the good times, you know, mm-hmm. the sweet times, especially when you lose somebody you really love and, and, and you see it with your relatives, especially people want to, uh, people want to talk about the sweet times. Mm-hmm. People don't want to sit, sit around and talk about the bad times. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think Job's talking about the sweet times here. And yeah. I think in practicality in 2020, going back to that thought or back to that question and putting it together is, is what do we avoid when we're in the trials? And I think we avoid sometimes looking back at the sweet times or, or being ultra generous to things we've had in our life. And exactly what you said, you came right out and said, well, in Philippians, uh, you know, God saw us to look at the things ahead of us. Do you remember our memory verse from Philippians? Finally, brethren, that one? Yeah. No, I don't remember that you had given me that assignment till just this second. Second, yeah. Yeah. Well, but that is right. the basis for it. I wonder how our peeps are doing with their memory. I'm, I'm going to see if I can remember it here in a minute. <laughs> Sadly, folks, I'm turning my Bible to the book of Philippians right now. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I, think that, uh, I think that that verse, our memory verse, Philippians 4.8, I think probably more important than anything else, uh, this is where the verse comes in handy for all of us. Those of you uh, who are like us going through things, finally, brethren, Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And, and I mean, breaking this down, Stephanie, real quick, uh, whatsoever things are true. What are we talking about here? Well, our, God's word is what's true. And... Um... You know, you could you can have someone who's pessimistic say, well, the news is true. All I'm doing is is watching, you know, just keeping up. That's truth. No, it's not. The news will mess you up, man. You don't have no idea, first of all, what's true and what's not. And I don't care what network it's on. That's right. Um, it doesn't have to be CNN to be false. That's um, right. Even though there's a high propensity. Well, I'm, that yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there. no kidding. Yeah, but yeah. anyways, all yeah. that to say... When he says whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, that's God's word. It is. And this, so, is this verse is just to sum it up as saying, meditate on God's word, period. That yeah. is to be where our focus is. And, and you know, that's right. And I, I think Stephanie just hit the nail right on the head there because, because friends, if it's true, 
it'll match up with God's word. That's if right. it's true, it's in the same character that God's in. Mm -hmm. If it's true, it's going to be something that God does for us. So, mm -hmm. uh, so it's from his word. It's, it's those true things, how you can wrap those things around God's word. And I think that's what I'm seeing here. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then it says, whatsoever things are honest. Well, true and honest, to me, they're kind of the same word. But there's more to it, I think, in this particular case, and God's word being true, mm -hmm. and then taking it to the extreme, that honesty within us. An example of honesty within mm -hmm. us. What's an honest thing when you're going through trials? Well, I think the honest, if we come here to the book of Job, if Job let himself be consumed with the thought, or with the words, the statements, the stuff his friends quote unquote were throwing at him there was nothing honest about what they were saying yeah yeah and so i think that honest encompasses yes that we we understand our heart is deceitful above all things desperately wicked and so that we have to be honest with ourselves and and as we think through things as we meditate but then also our communication what we're letting in yeah because that affects what we meditate on and if you're allowing yourself to be filled by toxic people yeah. who lie for a living, and there are people like that, that it is a part of their oxygen to lie yeah. or to mislead, yeah. that's, it's going to cloud all, you know, all of these things intersect, and it's all going to be messed up if you take out the honesty factor. I mean, that's like imperative yeah. for the rest of the things to fall into place. And, and folks, if you're around those, you know, just listen to what Stephanie said. If you're around those people who are honest, who, who deal with <clears throat> being less than honest, you know, we're in the wrong place. Yep. And so, and, and again, that's what God's saying, that we, we need to se sometimes separate from things in our life and, and sometimes push things aside that aren't true or honest. And uh, we need to stay in the true and honest thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and Paul says, hey, I'm in jail. I'm in jail. I'm handcuffed. I'm shackled. I can't go anywhere. I'm in jail, so let's look at things that are true. Let's look at things that are honest, because I could sit here every single minute of every single day in this jail cell, and I can be, my mind can be swirling. They're going to cut life and limb off. They're going to do this to me. They're going to do that to me. And even though they can do that at any minute, um, you know, he's trying to deal with the truth and the honesty. And as we go through trials, I think we need to remember, too, people with PTSD, you know, uh, folks like that, they... Uh, uh, you know, we're dealing with this hypervigilance, so our head is swirling. Yeah. We're moving around. We already got one or two things going on. Um, you know, I, I, I think on two or three things at the same time, plus listen to people speaking, because that's mm -hmm. just how God has got my brain working right now. But if we stop and we say, let's think on this one thing, it needs to be true. These people need to be honest. It needs to match up to God's word. Then it says, whatsoever things are just. Mm -hmm. What does that word just mean to you? I believe it means something that is in accordance with God's law in the sense of when I think of just or justice, sin's not allowed. Yeah. There's, there's a sense of holiness, and a it, sense of a fear of God. That's and almost like a legal just. sense too, right? Yes, right. It's, it's you're going to do the right thing. God is yep. just. Yep. It's always going to be the right thing. In other words, if, if you are involved, let's say God lets you through whatever circumstances you're not even going hunting but you're you are brought into a situation where you either find out or are exposed to the fact that there's since you've been at camp this is on my mind 
but there's molestation or there is something serious that's gone on, I'm sorry, but you are not right with God yeah. if you are covering up sin. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That is involved in what our thought, our thought life, if in our thoughts we are not just as God is just, Micah 6, 8, the first thing on that list of what God requires of us is to do justly. Yeah. And that fact where it's not okay, it's not love, it's not Christian charity to cover sin. And yeah. I think that's where this goes into that list. And again, it goes along. These things all dovetail. Truth, honest, j acting justly, they all go together. This is who God is. That's the bottom line. We are to be thinking as God thinks. Truth, honesty, right, legal. And then it's whatsoever things are pure, we know pure, un things that are spotless, things that yep. have been untouched, whatsoever things are lovely. I like the word lovely. They're beautiful. They're, mm -hmm. They make us feel good to look at them. They, we, we get this sense of feeling good all over. And, mm -hmm. and uh, so we need to look for those lovely things. Whatsoever things are of good report. Man, we need, we need blameless situations yes. around us and people. And, yep. uh, and, and if you and, focus always on yeah, the negative. That's right. You will, you know, you have to surround yourself with good reports yeah. because we can choose to focus on the negatives. And especially, you know, when you come out of this camp and you're thinking about training people, working with people who have been through these awful, awful things and their thought process is so, has been so twisted because of the traumas they've been through and telling them you don't have to stay there in your thought life. Yeah. Let's focus on, and it's not just a think, feel, you know, feel good, think good. No, that's a principle of God's word of it's okay to smile. It's okay to read a happy story, a godly yeah. story. It's okay to, to think through things that God, God says he wants to bring beauty in his time. And it's okay to think that way. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, 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 you know, and just wrapping this particular verse up here in Philippians 4, 8, it says, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there's good in it, if there's clean good, great good, and if there be any praise, if there's something we can say, praise the Lord, think on those things. And folks, in closing, if you want to have those great relationships, if you want to be in the right place with God, if you want to feel good about what God's doing for you, you find it right here. Looking for the truth, looking for the honesty, uh, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, that's where you're going to find it. Right. That's where you're going to find your friends. That's where things, you know, sometimes people say to me all the time, people say to me, you know, my family and I don't have a great relationship or uh, I really don't have that one friend. And, and, and I get that because it's really hard to have that one friend and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the way, the way you need to do it as we're looking for that one friend and stuff is we need to do it through things like this. The yeah. truth, uh, honesty, uh, you know, the true word of God, all that honesty, doing, you know, mm -hmm. always doing what's right in the sight of God and, and just and pure and mm -hmm. all that. And, 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 and folks, so as we close today, look for those things. Yeah. Uh, look for those things in your life. Look for and, and, and memorize Philippians 4 8. And, you know, we'll check on Stephanie again and see how our memorization skills are going next time we're together. But we sure do love you, folks. And hey, take a minute to listen to this very important message. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved 
and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believe it in our heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks, he will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.